Welcome to Teach Languages Online, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. One of the most common questions I get is, what tools do I need to teach languages online? Well, to answer that question, I've made you a brand new free teaching tools guide so you can stop wasting time searching around for the right things you need to start and grow and to start actually teaching languages online. That's my recommendation for you today. So to get your free teaching tools guide, visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teaching tools. Now, on with today's show. For the next few episodes, we're still going to be sticking loosely with our topics, creative and hidden, but I'm going to be focusing on one of those key tools that I share with you in the teaching tools guide. So today then, we're talking the creative stuff, and I'm focusing on giving you a little tech tutorial on how to make the most of the tools available to you when teaching online, in particular with Skype. Now, we've already discussed where to teach online in a previous episode, where we compared Skype, Zoom, and Google Hangouts. And I know from speaking with you in Teach Languages Online Facebook group that most of you listening to this use Skype. So we're going to focus on Skype only in this episode. So you ready? Let's get creative with Skype's inbuilt tools. First of all, then, a few things you might want to use in the chat box. Number one, emojis and GIFs. These are great for children. I feel like they act like a sticker would in a classroom, you know, when someone's done something really good and you just want to give them just a little pat on the back kind of reward. I feel like that's when emojis and GIFs in the chat come up really well for that. So if you want to access this, all you need to do is click the little smiley face next to the chat box when you're on Skype and that will bring up a whole selection for you of emojis and what's interesting on Skype is they tend to move about a little bit you've got a whole range of uh, gifs and I think what they call the emojis as well missing off the e and so that's just a way that you can just you know engage with your students get them to respond maybe you ask a question and say how would you respond to this or how do you feel about this topic or something if they're a bit shy loads of different ways that you can use this and I think it just brings a bit of fun into your lessons. The second tip for using the chat is to use the dictation tool. Now, you might need to change the device language. It depends on what computer you're working with. But this could be really helpful for students who want to learn speaking and writing, especially if they need that at the same time. So to start, then what you need to do is make sure that your cursor is clicked into the chat box so that you're as if you're ready to type and then go up and click edit and start dictation and a little microphone will pop up and you'll be able to start recording and what you say will then get typed so of course if your computer is in english then this will work because that's your sort of native language for the computer and the language you've got set on Skype. But if you're teaching a different language that's not the language of your computer or of your Skype, you'll need to have a play and switch these around first so that it works for you and that it's going to write the correct language of what you're saying. Because if you try and speak French and everything is set to English, then you're going to get quite an interesting mix in the chat box when it, when it, when it actually gets you the, uh, the dictation. So that is the second tip. Have a little play with the settings and then try dictation. 
And of course, to use this, you can do this in two ways. Either you can say stuff and get it dictated and see if the students understand before you show them the written text of what you've said. Or you could ask students to say things and then see if, you know, what appears for them is what they were expecting. So it's, it's something that you can play around with and, and, and see, you know, how it works for different students and different levels. And then finally, with the chat box, you can send files. Now, this is great to get work to students to study outside of class. It's great to uh, send, you know, any kind of file that you need to send to a student when you're in a lesson. Perfect. You can do this really quickly and easily. If you've got them saved to your computer, you can add them. Just click the little icon. All you need to do is click the little document with the image in front of it. That's on the right side of the chat box near where you'll find the smiley face typically. And then when you click that, that will bring up your box of your, you know, your computer list of what you have, your sort of finder window, if you like. And of course, if you're using Google Docs or Google Drive rather for all of your files for your uh, teaching, you won't be able to do it this way. You'll have to send the link direct from Google Drive. OK, but if you're using any other files, anything else that you want to get to students, click send files and it just saves you having to send an email or anything like that. It keeps everything in Skype. Okay then, so screen share. Now this is something that you will find in the same place, but when you're in a call, you'll see this with the chat box available with the icons underneath. And so you only see this in, in call mode when you're in the call mode. And it looks like two screens on top of one another. That's the icon that you're looking for. Now, why might you want to share your screen? Well, it's very helpful, of course, if you've got presentations on Google Slides, etc., especially if there is something that you don't want students to be able to like click forward and see. So, you know, you want you want to be presenting the information at a particular speed, then, you know, that's a great way to do it because they can't look ahead. It's also really good if you're learning new words with a student to just bring up your screen of let's say you're on Google Images and you're searching for the word and then they can see it. It makes things a lot more interactive than if you say, oh, Go onto Google Images and search the thing because then you don't know what they're doing. They maybe are looking at the wrong thing that you're expecting and go, oh, yeah, I understand what it means now, but maybe they've spelt the word wrong, something like that. So this is a good way to make sure that, you know, they're seeing what you want them to see when they're doing that. So learning new words via Google Images is a great way to use the screen share feature. Now, one thing I would suggest here is to have things loaded up, ready to go, if possible, because if the internet connection isn't too strong, either at your end or their end, then trying to load, um, you know, like a Google Images page or, you know, even trying to open the screen share can really slow things down sometimes. So just make sure that you're as ready as you can be. Of course, sometimes you might not know that you're going to be learning a new word or looking something up. In that case, don't worry, you know, just go, go with it and, and do what you can. Another relatively new feature that you might want to take advantage of is that you can now record your Skype calls directly within Skype. I know, it's amazing. It's taken way too long for this to become a feature of Skype itself, but it exists now, which is very, very cool. And to start recording, it's really, really very easy. All you need to do is when you're in a call, just click the more icon. There's like a little blue circle with a plus, more options. When you click that, you'll have the option to start recording. And that's it. It's very, very simple. When you're finished the call, you'll get it come up at the end of the call. It will say, oh, 
call available and uh, and you can just press save from there right click and press save and that is it that's you having recorded the call and you can then send this to your students as a little extra as a chance for them to catch up if they want to go over things again so it's a great addition that you can offer to your language lessons online and there's one more thing within the settings tab that you might want to have a little play with. Now, if students are very, very new to a language or maybe you're speaking a bit faster than they're used to, students can try subtitles. Yes, this is, again, a very new feature just launched at the end of 2018, I believe. So I've tried this out a couple of times with some calls just to see how it works. And I've got to be honest, it's pretty good. With English, of course, you'll need to, again, much like with the dictation, just play around with the language of your device, the language of your Skype that Skype is set to, and also the language of the subtitles that you want it to, to, to translate. That's actually coming soon is a translation of the uh, of the audio which is just incredible to imagine but for now that's that's in the future <laughs> the translation side of things so you'll need to play with the language of your device and of Skype to check that you've got the right thing going and you know you can show students how to do this as well so to do this click preferences and then calling and then call subtitles and that's it you'll be able to then have a little play and uh, and try it out for yourself before you recommend this to students and the final little feature that you might want to consider is add-ons so when you open a call window click on the blue circle with a plus in the bottom right hand corner and this brings up a whole new sidebar which is great because there's loads of different things that you can try and you can experiment and see how they fit with your lessons and what's good about this is this saves you from opening a whole new web browser tab and you know sending that link to the students if it's something you can do from one of these add-ons in this sidebar in a call that's going to be a lot easier. So a few things that I spotted that might be interesting for you for various students and various activities. The first thing is you can send YouTube videos with ease direct from this sidebar. So, you know, if there's something you want students to watch after the lesson or something even in the lesson that's going to be helpful for them on YouTube, then you can send a link direct to YouTube from that sidebar and they, they'll get it come up with a little you know a little screen that they can see exactly that it's a YouTube video and if you do want to go one step further with this and watch something in sync at the same time you might want to try something like TogetherTube but to be honest if Skype is already doing this I don't think it will be long before you can watch the YouTube videos in sync so you know, watch this space. Another idea would be TripAdvisor. So you can access a little TripAdvisor add-on. They're a bit like apps, these add-on things. You can access a TripAdvisor one. Now this could be great if you're planning an imaginary trip or, you know, you've been studying about hotels or restaurants and food, that kind of thing. You know, you could use lots of information from this to create a whole activity based around this idea of whatever it is that you find on TripAdvisor. Maybe you read it together, maybe you ask some questions about a review that you find or something, and then maybe students work to write their own or to create their own, or maybe they work on a response if you find a really terrible review. You know, you can say to them, right, now we're going to write a response to this review. You know, what would you say if you were the hotel owner and you read this about your hotel? That kind of thing. So there's loads of directions you can go with the TripAdvisor add-on as well. 
Another idea, again, much like the YouTube perhaps, this is great for the end of the lesson to share a little something to engage students with the language. And that is that you can send songs directly via Spotify. Now, this is really cool because I think, I know at least for me, learning languages, music's always been a great uh, facilitator, if you like, a way for me to engage with the language outside of a classroom and outside of that sort of set study time, right? So music is really, really a wonderful gateway into a language beyond the words and the grammar and the vocab. And when you send these links, what you'll see is a little preview. So they can preview the song in the lesson and then they can click it and hear it for info after. They can go off and, and listen to that after. So it's good because, you know, you're not distracting them necessarily with the whole song in, in, the, in the lesson. You can just send it to them and say, this is what I want you to listen to after the lesson. Maybe something that you'll enjoy. Finally, on the add-on front, there are loads that we could go into and talk about here. But one more that I think would be most useful would be the weather so you can share a little tab that says what the weather is either where you are or anywhere in the world I believe and this is helpful of course when practicing the weather this could be a really great starter or plenary activity you know especially for for English teachers a lot of English especially that small talk those early conversations it's about weather you're saying oh cold out today isn't it or you know oh can you believe how hot it is today that kind of thing so this could be a great little thing that you do in a few lessons as a little starter activity to just get students into that idea of having that basic weather conversation before they begin talking to you for the lesson. So there we go. There is a lot to uh, to think about there. Maybe a lot of things that you might want to try. So your action point for this episode is to try at least one of these tips with your next student in your next lesson. And when you're done, I want to hear about it. Share in the Teach Languages Online Facebook group how it goes. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. If you want more from me, this episode may I recommend my brand new free teaching tools guide to get your free teaching tools guide visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teaching tools and remember every fourth week I'll be answering your questions right here on the show so get in touch email me at lindsay that's l-i-n-d-s-a-y at doeslanguages.com that's lindsay at doeslanguages.com and you never know it might just be your question I answer this month you can find everything you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. And that's it from me this week. I'll leave you as always with a little nugget of inspiration. Here we go. This one is from Carol Dweck and it goes, the hallmark of successful people is that they are always stretching themselves to learn new things. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.